for a person, a messenger to come forward and to just say, I am a messenger of God. I had a dream where God told me that this or this or this, this, yeah. is, this is not worth anything. Yes. Any dawah that has a messenger, a caller, who is calling people to something and he doesn't claim that his name was mentioned by a previous prophet or messenger, his call is worth nothing. Good to have you back, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me back today. So, Tiffany, um, we're going to continue our conversations and our search for the truth um, between the religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Um, and it's a really important topic, and that's why we're we're focusing on it. Because in these religions, um, and not just them, but also in, in other religions, but just for the sake of focusing on those three today in this episode, you have these men that are coming forward, these people uh, that are coming forward, and they have a great claim. And the claim is that they are sent by God, you know, mm -hmm. and... Uh, each and every one of them that, that comes, they kind of uh, give humanity this message. It's a glad tidings that if you follow uh, the message in which they bring, uh, you will attain eternal salvation and enjoy uh, paradise. And God will be pleased with you, the same God that created you. But if you choose to abandon or reject the message or the messenger... Mm -hmm. then it is the same as if you are rejecting the God who created you and the God who sent the messenger. Yes. And the end of that will not be good. You're going to end up, you know, uh, gaining the wrath of the God who created you and who sent these messengers. And so it becomes of the utmost importance for a person to be able to know where the truth lies. I think for the most part, the followers of Judaism... Christianity and Islam, the, the followers of all of these three major religions, the true followers, the ones who believe in it. Uh, I think they're, for the most part, sincere people. And uh, they all have one thing in common, and that is that they really believe that there is a God. Mm -hmm. and, and they just want to do what's right. Yeah. And unfortunately, each group ends up coming to a different conclusion uh, than the one, the other one. Um, and most of the time, uh, those who are born into a particular religion will just not even uh, take the time to investigate or question or uh, search out or see uh, what else is out there because they have so much faith in that which they were taught uh, since the time that they were little kids or that which their uh, parents and their family members and their beloved ones were upon. And so they risk thereby dismissing, um, you know, a messenger uh, who might actually be true uh, from God. 
Yeah. There's also this fear that, you know, you might end up falling into the, the pit or the hole of, of following a messenger who's not from God, a charlatan or, a, you know, a heister or somebody who, who is uh, trying to sell you something in order to uh, deceive you or gain from you uh, something physical or in this material world. And I think that also like stops a lot of people um, you know, from searching in the truth. And certainly a lot of Jews, they dismiss Jesus because of that, because they, they're afraid that he's, that he's a liar. And a lot of Christians, they dismiss the Prophet Muhammad because they believe that, you know, they, they think he might be a liar. And that's why you always have, um, you know, people that are playing also on these fears and uh, associating uh, Muhammad with the Antichrist or with the beast or, uh, you know, and, and associating Jesus, uh, you know, with the warnings that the prophets gave of false prophets to come or false messiahs. Yes, for sure. So um, if these, if it is true that these messengers came from God, that God created Adam, and all of the messengers that are mentioned in the Old Testament, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's Adam, whether it's Noah, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, um, whether it is the Israelite prophets and kings, David, Solomon, Jonah, Zechariah, Haggai, Malachi, Micah, any of them. If all of these people, if we assume that they really are from God and we want to know whether or not, um, you know, Christianity is a continuation of that, you know, um, because the, 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 the Jews, they, they stop uh, at a certain point, and they don't recognize um, some of the the people that come after that point. So the last uh, Hebrew prophet is Malachi mm -hmm. uh, that they believe in, and then and then after that, there still continues to come uh, several messengers that are recognized in Christianity and in Islam, but are not recognized um, in Judaism and. Uh, a couple of those are Zechariah, yes, mm. John the Baptist, yes, mm. and then obviously Jesus, yes. So, if we want to entertain the thought, you know, and it's it's one of the signs of wisdom that a person could entertain a thought without fully accepting it, because uh, perhaps that's where uh, the truth lies. So, if if we have some wise Jewish people that would like to entertain the thought of whether or not Jesus is really, uh, and these messengers are part of, um, you know, a continuation if they are true prophets and messengers, um, you know, or the Messiah from God, uh, then they have to see parallels that are existing between what they, their claim and what they bring and between what the previous prophets and messengers uh, claimed and brought. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing in regards to the Prophet Muhammad There has to be a thread that is binding the, the, all of them, mm -hmm. you know, the three religions and all of the prophets and messengers uh, from these religions. There has to be one uh, that is there. There has to be a way to tell 
whether or not uh, somebody is truly from God or is not from God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be un unjust to Otherwise, expect that people uh, could know. Yes. Exactly. Otherwise, it would be unjust and it would be unfair. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. God has to give you away. Otherwise, how would you distinguish between a true messenger and a false messenger? I mean, or a false claimant. Uh, because it, it's warned about, Jesus himself warned about uh, false teachers coming forward. And But he also, uh, he didn't say that there wouldn't be true ones. So, of course, there must be a, a system that God has so that people can figure out who's being truthful, who's truly from God and who's not. Exactly. Well, um, one of those ways which we're going to focus on today is this idea of a, an appointment, mm -hmm. a letter of appointment. Mm -hmm. That this idea that creatures don't have the ability um, to know who the true messenger from God is unless they are told by God or somebody that God has sent and verified for them. Okay. Okay, mm -hmm. and we find that in the very beginning, in the in the story of uh, Adam and Eve and the angels, um, you know, at least in the Quranic narrative, uh, it's very clear that uh, God says to the angels, "Inni jalun fil ardi khalifa." Verily, I'm going to make in the earth a caliph, a successor, a vicegerent. So God is saying. I'm the one who appoints. Yeah. Okay. And then God says, Usjudu le Adam fasajudu. God says, prostrate to Adam, obey Adam. He is the one. And he also tells the angels, if I blow in him from my spirit, then fall down in prostration. Right. Yeah. So, so God is clarifying for the angels very clearly he's telling them the moment that i blow in him from my spirit so i'm living in him okay mm -hmm. when i do that this messenger of mine you must obey you must prostrate to him because that's where my spirit will be and he is a messenger for me so they wouldn't have known otherwise but god speaks to them and clarifies he makes it clear he makes it known for all those people to hear yes yeah mm -hmm. and uh, then after that you have uh, in whether in the jewish narrations or in the islamic uh, narrations and even in some christian narrations you have this idea that each and every one of the prophets and the messengers that came they appoint and anoint the one that's to come after them. Yes. And you have so many prominent examples of this fact taking place and happening. Yeah. You find the Israelites incapable of knowing who it is that God appointed and 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 yet at the same time believing that God has to appoint somebody yeah and so the only way that they would be able to identify this person is by going back to the messenger that they already know 
is from God because he was already established by the one that came before them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they seek they seek David, you know, to know for him to tell them who is going to come after him. Yes. And David tells them Solomon's going to come after me. Yeah. And why do they do they seek David's advice and 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 are at peace with that because David was already anointed for them and appointed by Samuel. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as such, the cycle goes back, right? Yes. Samuel himself was appointed and, 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 and you, you have this, it's a very clear theme. Yes, exactly. It's all throughout the Old Testament. You'll find these stories of the, the prophet or messenger appointing the one who came next or, or going through the ceremony of anointment. And the significance of it is that the spirit of God then resides in that person. So, yeah, it is. I mean, it's undeniable for a Christian or a believer in the Jewish faith to to deny this concept. It's absolutely uh, throughout the scriptures. Yeah. And the same thing happens in the story of Moses. Exactly. He, right? he uh, appoints Joshua. He appoints Joshua, son of yeah. Nun. At first he has Aaron who's helping him out. Aaron dies during his lifetime. And so the Israelites want to know who's going to succeed Moses. And Moses writes in his testament, in his will, mm -hmm. that Joshua, son of Nun, is going to be the one who succeeds him. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So it's this theme that is continuous. Mm -hmm. there, there, it's either a series of messengers that are living at the same time who appoint one another, you know, or it is somebody who comes to them claiming the will, claiming that their name, their person has already been identified and spoken and talked about by a previous prophet or messenger. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like with Jesus. Oh. Like with Jesus. But before we get to Jesus, let's talk about Moses. Okay. Okay, because we're still in the Old Testament. Yes. What happens sure. with Moses? The Israelites are enslaved mm -hmm. and they've been enslaved for a very long time. Yeah. And Pharaoh is abusing them and he's using them and he's making them work and he's raping. Uh, the Egyptians are raping their women and they are murdering their men. And what happens? God appears to Moses in the burning God bush. God appears to Moses and mm -hmm. he tells Moses to go forward to the Israelites and to tell them yeah. that, you know, he is their savior he is this prophet mm -hmm. and when moses goes and does so the israelites 600,000 of them they believe in moses even though moses grew up in the castle of pharaoh mm -hmm. right and and in the house of pharaoh so why is it that they believe in moses they believe in moses because they already had been waiting for so many years for the appearance of this prophesied savior who was to help them and rid them from that which they are in. Okay. And there are many narrations in Judaism and also in Islam that spoke about how the Israelites would continuously 
ask and beg God for the relief and to hasten the relief. And when they finally repented enough, God sent forward Moses as a fulfillment for the prophecy that was given to them by Joseph. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a a Abraham appoints who? Abraham appoints Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac appoints for all of his family members in the in the Old Testament, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob appoints Joseph. Joseph uh, even Jacob appoints the one who comes after Joseph when he puts his hands on who? Ephraim. And then and then what happens? And then uh, the Israelites go into this long period of, um, uh, like in the, in their history, that's when they're in Egypt. They've migrated. Joseph tells them though, on his deathbed in one narration, he says to them, "After I die, you guys are going to be enslaved." Yeah. You know, it's a very famous Jewish narration. He tells them that very many bad things are going to happen um, after after I pass away. Yeah. And then he gives them the prophecy and tells them that there is this man who will come. His name is Moses, who okay. is going to, you know, take you out of Egypt. And then he tells them that, you know, make sure that when he does take you out of Egypt, that you don't leave my body in Egypt. Yes. And then, the, and then for that reason, uh, in the Islamic narrations and in the Jewish Christian narrations, when Moses is getting ready to leave. He can't leave until he takes, uh, fulfills the, you know, the request of Joseph from before, and he takes the body um, of Joseph out yeah. from Egypt and to the Promised Land. Yeah, yeah, and he's in that caravan where they were led out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now we've established that this uh, one of the ways to identify who the person is, you know, who's who's truly from God, you know, to verify their claim, they have to have been, um, you know, basically appointed by God. Yeah. Either the living messenger in the time informs them, or if they're in a time period where there's so much oppression and the people don't have access to that living messenger, uh, like was the case in the time of the enslavement of the uh, Israelites in the time of Moses, then when Moses does come, he has to claim um, the prophecy, he has to claim the will, he has to say, guys, you remember when Joseph made that prophecy? You know how nobody has ever claimed it before me? I am the one whom I'm the one who was mentioned by Joseph, and he's the first claimant. He's the only claimant um, to the will. And when he does that, or to the prophecy, and when he does that, then that is a sign of his truthfulness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's an interesting situation that you brought up where there are these times throughout history where uh, a living messenger is not always available because there, like, circumstances have happened where there's a, there's like a long, um, period of punishment or waiting for for uh, the deliverer to come, the, the savior to come. So I guess it's happened several times throughout history where uh, you don't have the living messenger necessarily. But in, in those cases, it's always written. It's always left in, in a will, uh, so to speak, of the, the prophet or messenger who came before. They always... Well, you always have on the planet a living messenger. Yes. You always have one. In every day and age, but it's just sometimes the people don't have access to them. Or sometimes they've they've lost belief in them, or something. Uh, sometimes they lost belief in them, or sometimes they just don't have they, access to them. Sometimes so there's an occultation. There was a living messenger 
in the time of Moses. Do you know who it was? Who? It was Shaib. Jethro. Jethro, okay. Yeah. Jethro. And 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 Jethro is the one that Moses, when Might he do. leaves the Israelites for many years, yeah. who does he go to? He goes to Midian to and Jethro. he goes to Jethro and he learns from him. And Jethro is a man of God. He's a messenger from God. He ends up marrying Moses to his own daughter yeah. because he recognizes who he is. And he teaches Moses many, many things. And 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 it's even uh, thought that uh, Moses actually, um, you know, had taken uh, from Jethro uh, this idea of wearing the little black cube that the Jews do today on the forehead um, because the cube symbolizes the Kaaba and Jethro was upon the religion of Abraham and Abraham was the first one who established um, yes. the Kaaba or the yeah. black cube as a, a house of worship uh, of the Lord. And so it is thought that and um, by many Jews that uh, he was actually affected by um, by this visit, this time period where he uh, uh, spent with Jethro. So clearly Jethro was a, a hujja. He was a proof of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the Israelites didn't have access to him because he was in Midian. Yes. They were in Egypt. They were enslaved. Jethro was, fr Jethro was free. Okay. So I understand there has to always be a living messenger of God. It's a necessity. But sometimes people just don't have access to that messenger. And so for that reason, in those cases, there's still a way for them to know which exactly. is the written truth. Exactly. Okay. Okay, so let's now look at Jesus in, in the New Testament and let's see if, um, if uh, you know, this, this hypothesis uh, that we're bringing forward that the living messenger, the, the messenger has to be appointed or claim a will if this is verified by Jesus or not, you know, okay. and we really need Jesus to be like, like very, very, um, you know, clear about this. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we know that Jesus claimed uh, you know, that he was mentioned by Isaiah, mm -hmm. you know. But let's see if Jesus was even more clear about this concept of the will in a way that, you know, absolves anybody from any shadow of doubt. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. We're going to look over here at the scripture. And this is John 5 verses 31 through 47. The title of this is called Testimonies About Jesus. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light. And you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent." You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. 
These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, that's really important now. Okay. Yeah. Extremely important because Jesus in this little, um, section that's, that's called testimonies about Jesus. It is all about the will. Mm -hmm. It is all about that, which we are talking about. Jesus is mentioning there four different things that are testifying or four different people that are testifying about him. Mm -hmm. He's claiming that um, John the Baptist testified to him. Yes. And that's a famous, we know the baptism scene where John baptizes Jesus and he, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And yes, uh, that that's, that's clear. But as he claims that God Almighty appointed him. Yes. He's claiming that the scriptures appointed him. Yes. And he's claiming that Moses appointed them. Yes. And so essentially what Jesus is saying, he's saying that Moses is going to be really angry with the Israelites and declare himself innocent of them. Moses is going to declare himself innocent of all of the Jews that don't accept Jesus. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled, right, mm -hmm. that which was required of him because he came forward and he told them that Moses, the one who Moses had spoken about, mm -hmm. is him. Okay. He identified himself from the scripture and from the words of Moses. And Jesus is calling out the Jews and telling them, if you really did believe in the scriptures which you guys are studying, then you would have believed in my claim because that which God told you would happen has happened. And, and, and he whom the prophets and the messengers spoke to you about has come Yeah. because I fulfilled that. I identified myself as that. Yeah. Jesus is saying that for a person, a messenger to come forward and to just say, I am a messenger of God, like some people yeah. might, used to do where they come forward and they just say, you know, I had a dream where God told me that this or this or this, this yeah. is this is not worth anything. Yes, he's saying that's a completely false way of identifying completely somebody you cannot false trust. Way. Any, any dawa that has a messenger, a caller, who is calling people to something and he doesn't claim that his name was mentioned by a previous prophet or messenger, his call is worth nothing. Yeah. That's what Jesus is saying. Yeah. That's very Jesus clear. comes forward now and he says, 
the living messenger that was in the time, John the Baptist, he publicly appointed me in front of you and he made it clear. Mm -hmm. And because you guys chose to follow that light, that lamp, John, mm -hmm. you were able to identify me. Yeah. And he's also claiming that the scriptures are appointing him because the previous prophets and messengers spoke about him. Yes. And so he's claiming to be the one that was mentioned by Isaiah, yes. and he's claiming to be the one who was mentioned by Moses. Okay. Okay? Yeah, wow. That, that's a, an extremely important piece of scripture there. Yeah, because in it we have the ways to, uh, to verify that Jesus was who he claimed to be, and also he gave us very important, uh, a very important clue about how not to identify a person from God. So we, we get both in one, in one uh, speech. That's amazing. It's very important. It is extremely important. And I don't think it gets clearer than that. No, it's I mean, very clear. I think that is, is so extremely clear. And so Jesus, once again, he fulfills uh, the same sunnah that Moses and the prophets had done, you know, by by being appointed by the living messenger, John. And even there's the scene, you know, he says that the people don't hear the voice of God, you know, but he was appointed by God. And that's also evident and clear uh, in his works. And we also have that scene where, um, you know, there's this voice from the heavens where mm -hmm. God publicly appoints Jesus too, and yeah. says that this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Exactly, yeah. in the same way that God appointed publicly Adam, but because of the hard hearts of the people, they couldn't hear this voice. So Jesus is appointed by God. He's appointed by John the Baptist. He's appointed by Moses, and he's appointed by the Scriptures, by Isaiah and the other prophets. Yeah, it's extremely clear and extremely important to take note of this because. Uh, not being aware that this is the way that God operates and this is God's system just leads people astray. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So now uh, Jesus is pretty much saying that's sufficient. Like now we have to follow because no false claimant, you know, will 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 claim the appointment because if somebody else could have claimed to have been the one whom Moses prophesied, you know, to come, then that would make Moses's prophecy uh, pointless. Yes. What's the point of it? Yeah. What's the point of Isaiah mentioning it if anybody could just come and claim it? Exactly. Then they would. It would. You cannot even believe in them if yeah. their if their prophecy is not safeguarded by God. Absolutely, scripture would be pointless. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now that Jesus claimed it, and scripture is not pointless, it has a point. Uh, then it must be safeguarded by the one who gave the scripture, right, or gave the prophecy. Mm -hmm. So it's safeguarded by God. Jesus claims it. Jesus fulfills the prophecy at the very beginning of the episode. You know, we were still, um, you know, unsure. Uh, we had to still remain, you know, Jewish for the sake of uh, this, this um, exercise. But now that Jesus has fulfilled the Testament, now we must be Christian. We have to be followers of uh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm convinced. Great. All right. Let's move on now to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay. Prophet Muhammad what does he do? Does he just appear in the middle of nowhere and say, I'm a prophet and that's it and believe in my words? Or did he have to do the same thing that Moses did and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Jesus and all the messengers that came before? Well, we find that uh, in the Quran, uh, he says, 
he, he's commanded by God to say, you know, that he is the one who was mentioned in the scriptures. His name is mentioned in the Torah and in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, Muhammad says specifically on the tongue of Jesus that I am that comforter, that second coming of a messenger. Mm -hmm. It's the second Jesus that Jesus said he would send forward. Mm -hmm. And I know some Christians, they have reinterpreted um, the Bible and have for a very long time now Um, sought to cut off any future messenger from coming by claiming that the comforter that Jesus prophesied was to come is the Holy Spirit that is um, upon all Christians. And we have to do a very, um, you know, uh, specific, intense uh, discussion uh, episode about how the comforter is not, the Holy Spirit in the sense that Christians think that he is, but rather it is the the coming of another messenger and how uh, the coming of that other messenger has been fulfilled uh, in the Prophet Muhammad mm-hmm. and his household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's referencing that very specific uh, speech so that Jesus gave. Him. Muhammad references that very specific speech in the verse, Mm-hmm. And when Jesus said, basically, and uh, giving glad tidings of a messenger to come after me, mm-hmm. whose name is Ahmed. Mm-hmm. And Ahmed is one of the names of the Prophet Muhammad. And so the Prophet Muhammad has fulfilled and done the same thing that Jesus did. Muhammad says, I'm appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like Jesus said, I'm appointed by God. Yes. Muhammad says that he was appointed by the previous prophets and messengers and specifically Jesus and says that his name is in the Torah and in the Gospels. And Jesus says that the scriptures testify to him and that he was appointed by the previous prophets and messengers, John the Baptist, Moses, and um, the, the, the scriptures that came before. Yeah. And so he's following exactly in the same footstep. Yeah, it's, it's really identical in the way that Jesus came forth and, uh, and identified himself. He's using the same criteria. Um, He's using the same method that God, uh, as we can see throughout time, even before Jesus was using. So yes, it's it's matching uh, exactly. He's coming forward and he's he's saying that I was mentioned by Jesus. I'm the one that you've been waiting for. Yeah, and each one is not calling really to to something different. They're calling to the same thing, which yeah. is the worship of one God. And each one of them is verifying, not belying. The messengers that came before. Yes, exactly. So Jesus is saying, "Yeah, Moses is real, mm-hmm. you know, and and he really was from God, and he's backing him up, just like you know they prophesized of his coming, and the same thing with the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, 
he is saying that Jesus was the best prophet of all time. Yeah. And there's even a whole surah that comes down that's named after the mother of Jesus, Surah Maryam. Yes. Right? Yeah. And he confirms the, the Torah and he confirms the Gospels just like Jesus confirmed the Torah. So each one that comes and claims the will is also confirming the scriptures and the messages of the previous ones that came. Yes, yes. Exactly. And there are there are some uh, corrections, like as you mentioned before in previous episodes, it's not um, that every single detail uh, or understanding that they had previously is exactly the same. But they're confirming that they were that these were the true messengers from God and they're confirming their stories. And it, it's like uh, like an updated version. So when yeah, they're confirming their books, but also uh, throughout time period, like uh, the rabbis, the priests, uh, the imams, uh, what they do is they give false interpretations or they make mistakes or uh, scripture is lost or corrupted. And uh, because of these things, each one that comes, he verifies the, the, the book before. So Jesus came and he said, the Torah is, is real. Yes. You know? yeah. But you guys have some wrong understandings and he corrects it. Same yes, thing exactly. with the prophet Muhammad. Yeah. Torah is true, gospel is true, but there are some... Uh, misinterpretations and there are some corruptions that took place and yes. the same thing happens after that yeah but it's a continuation it's clearly a continuation of the religion of jesus christ exactly and that brings us to this this current day now okay so now you know great you know thousands of years ago moses claimed that somebody you know hundreds of years before him you know and okay but this is thousands of years ago and jesus this is like something that's two thousand years ago you mm -hmm. know okay well muhammad well this is something that's 1400 years ago you know well what about today what about this day and age that we're living in you know so to find the truth in this day and age we have to presume now that the truth must be found in a man who exists today because God always had somebody before. So either these stories, they're true or they're false. I mean, really, we can't be hypocrites about it. You know, now we became Muslim. Now we've accepted the Prophet Muhammad, right? Yes. Because he's verified those who came before him and he came with the same criteria. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then, so then, what do we do about about today? If 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 we believe that God sends a messenger in every day and age, and these books and these stories are true, then there has to be somebody that's here today. There has to be a divinely appointed guide. Mm -hmm. The Prophet Muhammad, even now, who we we accept, has said that whoever dies and doesn't know the Imam of his time has died the death of ignorance. So. Um, what does that even mean? That means that for every day there's an imam. If you don't recognize who this imam is, then it, when you die, even if you claim to be a Muslim or a Jew or a Christian, you're going to die as an as an idol worshiper. Oh, that's a very sobering warning, and it makes me think like God. I mean, God is just, so there has to be a clear way, like which is what we've been discussing uh, throughout this episode. Like there has to be a clear way that people can know who is the imam of the time. Otherwise, they would die uh, yeah. upon ignorance. And you ask most Muslims, like, who's the Imam of the time, uh, whether Sunni or Shia, and most of them will say, Imam al-Mahdi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Mahdi. Sunnis will say, I don't know. Uh, you know, 
who the Imam currently is, but we do know that the Imam that is supposed to come is Imam Mahdi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they'll say Imam Mahdi. And and Shia will always say that the 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 Imam of the time is Imam Mahdi Muhammad Ibn al-Hasan al-Askari Yes. Yeah. And they believe in the 12th Imam and all of the 11 Imams that came before him uh, because they were appointed in the will of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu That's the reason why they believe in him. Because the Prophet wrote a will and he identified in the writings, in the scripture, who will be coming after him, who is divinely appointed in the same way that Joseph pointed out and named Moses, in the same way that Moses names Jesus and John the Baptist names Jesus, in the same way that Jesus names Muhammad Muhammad has to identify who's coming after him. Yes. And he does so. And we have it in the narrations. And he appoints very clearly 12 Imams that come after him. And he writes a will. Mm -hmm. And in this will, he appoints the 12 Imams. And then he says, and then there's going to be 12 Mahdi's. And he gives the names of the first three Mahdis, yes. Abdullah mm-hmm. and Ahmad and Al-Mahdi. Yes. And so we have to assume that this will of the Prophet Muhammad in which he names these people is also safeguarded yes. because it, if, if it is not safeguarded and anybody could claim it, then the whole will is pointless. And the very, the very mentioning of the names of the people that are going to come after him is pointless. Yeah. But we find the opposite. We find that the Prophet Muhammad, on his deathbed, he says, bring me a paper and pen so that I may dictate to you that which if you hold on to it, you will never go astray. So the will, whoever holds on to it, will never go astray. Why? Because it has in there the names of the people that once they come, they will claim it and nobody can claim it beforehand. It's just God's divine protection for the system, just like he did with Moses. Nobody ever came before and claimed to be that character, else the Israelites would have never believed Moses. They would have said, oh, he's just another false claimant, right? Yeah, Yeah, of course. And, And, you know, the same thing with Jesus and Muhammad. And now you have here... Uh, the will being that which the prophet emphasizes, if you hold on to it, you will never go astray. Yes. And then you have these names, mm-hmm. Abdullah, Ahmed, and Al-Mahdi. Yes. And that's the whole point of our entire da'wah and our belief. Because what happened, Tiffany, as you know, is that there was a man who appeared mm-hmm. Um, whose name was Ahmed al-Hassan. And Ahmed al-Hassan comes out in 1999 uh, from Iraq, and he claims to be the Ahmed who's mentioned in the will of the Prophet Muhammad Yes. And he says, this is my letter of appointment. And just like all those came before me with letters, letters of appointment or claiming scripture, I'm claiming the scripture. I'm claiming the will. Here I am. I'm Ahmed. Yes. And the same thing for the name Abdullah 
the name Abdullah has also been claimed by myself, who has come to the people and has said in the same manner as all of those who came before. I came and I said that Abdullah, who is mentioned in the will of the Prophet Muhammad this name is referring to me. I am Abdullah and I come as a messenger uh, alongside Ahmed and from Ahmed and also from the Prophet Muhammad and I come in the same manner claiming the scripture just like the Prophet did, just like Jesus did, just like Moses did. Yeah. And so now because of this will, um, people are obliged to follow it. If they, if they don't follow it, then they are just in the same manner uh, like the people that Jesus was describing, the Israelites, whom read the scripture, but they don't believe in it. Yeah. 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 Or, and, and, and just like the people whom the Israelites, whom Jesus told them, Moses will be a witness against you on the day of judgment. Ahmed, who claimed the will in one of his speeches, he said, and we're going to play that part of the speech at the end of um, just that part in the end of uh, this episode where Ahmed Hassan, he says that on the day of judgment, it is it is not he who's going to, uh, you know, complain against the people, uh, but rather it is his grand, his father who's going to do so, yeah, Imam Mahdi, and it's also the Prophet Muhammad, and it's also Imam Ali salam and the Imams who will testify uh, on his behalf and and testify against the Muslim nation because they abandon the will of the, um, you know, of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yeah. I think it's um, I, I think it's very important to consider um, if you believe in these prophets and messengers, then you can't pick and choose. You have to believe in what they testified uh, to as being God's way of uh, God's system of letting the people know, informing the people of who is the messenger which he sent forth. And it's very clear that this system of leaving a will or appointing the next person is God's system that he that he had given throughout time. And this is the clear way which we have to know uh, who is truthful and, and who is false. So we can't claim to believe in these prophets and messengers and then disregard what they said. And, uh, and if you do follow it, you find that the chain um, of successors on the earth leads you straight to this call. God bless you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining me today. We'll stop there. And uh, I think we've left enough food for thought for the viewers for today. And we will meet again, inshallah. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you for everything that you taught me today. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam. <laughs> لأنه وصى بي وذكر اسمي ونسبي وصفتي وسيشكوكم آبائي الأئمة عليهم السلام لأنهم ذكروني باسمي ونسبي وصفتي ومسكني 